Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. Are you looking to plan and book an upcoming Disney vacation? Contact the Tierra Talk Show's official travel agent, James from Destinations in Florida, by visiting destinationsinflorida.com backslash tiara for a free quote. The link is also included in the show notes on our website. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop-de-doo day. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guests, Disney animators Tom and Tony Bancroft. Welcome to the show, you two. Hey, hey, hey. Tammy. How you Thanks doing? Thanks for having us, Tammy. We're glad to be here. This is Tony. It's I'm already having fun. This is Tom. <laughs> and you guys are the first official twins on the show. Wow. wow about time. What so, were we waiting yeah. for? <laughs> You're now on our Hall of Fame for that for that reason and, and also <laughs> for being amazing animators. Let's talk about how you both started getting into the animation industry because both of you are twins and both of you like to animate and you do it so beautifully and so well. So we'll start with uh we'll start with Tom. I think our story is gonna be pretty similar, but um because we're twins. But yeah, I'll we say ditto. Yeah, there you go. Get ready, Tony. <laughs> Uh, we got into it because we were both really into uh, drawing very early, but especially comic strips and the Peanuts uh, with Charles Schultz. Uh, that comic strip was a big influence on us at a young age because we were growing up in the early uh, mid-70s. And uh, that strip, the Peanuts uh, and uh, Garfield and it, comic strips in general were really big at the time. And uh, so I think that was our first exposure to cartooning. And uh, so we both wanted to be comic strip artists early on. Uh, and then that kind of evolved uh, in junior college when we, we were both doing high school newspaper, newspaper comic strips. And then in junior college, we were doing separate ones. One of our, uh, And then we met a guy, a friend of ours, Eric Stefani. And he kind of all of a sudden went, hey, I'm doing this clay animated little short film, uh, you know, just out of my house with a Super 8 camera. And the light went on for both of us that, wait a second, you don't have to have a huge studio, millions of dollars to make, you know, your own animation. At least here's one way to do it that was uh, accessible. And so it just never dawned on us that that was even possible because this was before the behind the scenes kind of videos you would see on like Beauty and the Beast and some of those things later on uh, because this was before all that, you know, this is before, well, video even. Before video. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tony, we'll take it from there. Yeah, so then um, we started making movies, a little clay animated thing with this guy, Eric, whose sister happens to be Gwen Stefani, and he started No Doubt, the band. (laughs) Boom, laid that out there for you. So Tom and I grew up in the OC and went to college there with Eric, and uh, he got us in animation. And from there, we found out about CalArts, which is California Institute of the Arts, big college for animation, Disney-sponsored college in Valencia, California. 
and uh, went there, um, learned from some of the best. I mean, like Chris Buck and Mike Giamo and Joe Ramp, for those that know those names, they're all very famous, popular people at Disney. Uh, Chris, as a matter of fact, just co-directed um, Frozen, so we're proud of our our teacher and mentor for that. And Tom and I got hired straight from there uh, into an internship that Disney was having at the time. Uh, they were hiring specifically for um, a nine-week internship to hire for the Disney MGM Studios. That's what it was called uh, when we first started there. And we were employees like nine and ten of the Disney MGM Studios in Florida, Orlando, Florida, um, and started on Roller Coaster Rabbit films and then went from there into the features, Rescuers Down Under being the first one that I think we both worked on, and then uh, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin and Lion King, all the ones that you grew up with as a small young girl. Absolutely. And I remember the fishbowl. Who does not remember the fishbowl oh, at Disney's MGM right. Studios? I remember going through that, the Walter Cronkite, Robin Williams, Back to Neverland, then getting to see you guys work. That was amazing. And that's actually something was on my list. I'll bring it up now because I, I really miss that aspect of of the animation pavilion. I spent a really good majority of my time when I was at the studios last June, just roaming around and being like, wow, you know, what used to be here, what was made here. Let's talk about getting up in the morning and going to a Disney theme park and being able to work and have see people look on your over your shoulder all the time and then maybe take a lunch break and go over to Star Wars land and take a Star Tours <laughs> ride. You know, like that that just sounds like a perfect job in my mind. <laughs> and, and it was, and we could talk the rest of the show about the days of Florida and, and yeah. working at, at the studio there and, and uh, in a theme park of all places. Uh, Tony left within the first year or so uh, and went back to the Disney studio in Burbank. Um, so most of my career with Disney was in Florida. I was there for about 10 or 11 years. But I can tell you, we, we loved it. I mean, that first year, especially when we were both there, uh, was so exciting because we were just exciting, excited to be right out of school. We were about 20, 21 years old. Yeah, we were probably 21. Uh, we would go... Uh, they had a little golf cart. This is just a little story. Uh, they had a little golf cart that feature animation can, can use for running errands around the back lot. We had, Tom and I would like we we made in good with all the top ranking people at, at Disney Florida. So we would borrow that, and maybe two or three of us would just go off on the lunch hour and go. And at the time, they were they, they were filming the Mickey Mouse Club, the, the new Mickey Mouse Club, and we'd see all these little kids like doing the same thing. They would have here we were like twenty one, but here they were probably like I don't know in in their teens like or fifteen or early younger. teens. Yeah, and they're buzzing by us and being all crazy and stuff. And we're like, you watch it, you kids. You know, <laughs> you're going to get hurt. Little did we know that these were going to be like all famous people. And, and I ended up working with Christina Aguilar later on as, as she did music for Mulan. So, uh, you know, I even asked her about that if she remembered those times. It was pretty funny. We were still working on the same movies even when Tony moved back in, what was it, 90, 90, probably 91, I'm guessing. Yeah, you moved back. around there. Yeah. Um, and then from that point on, Florida was still working on the the Disney features, but we were just doing. We were a small studio, so we had maybe, I don't know. I think at maybe even at our top uh, before we expanded from Milan later, uh, we had maybe eight animators, seven or eight. Uh, well, in California, they had like fifty or something like that, thirty to fifty. Um, thirty, yeah, thirty, thirty-five. 
Yeah, and so so we were we were the core team in Burbank working on you know Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, and then Tom and and the union out in Florida would just take chunks of each of the films as the kind of the B team. Not that they were B in quality certainly, but they were kind of the help out group because you know these features were getting bigger and bigger and bigger. When I came on to Mulan, it was originally in California doing development of the story and that sort of thing, working on the script. We were storyboarding out there in L.A while the team in Florida was gearing up to be the production unit. And then I went back to Florida to direct the film, work with Tom and the whole crew in Florida, and we produced the feature out there over another year and a half or so. So I was started in Florida, went to California for about six years, went back to Florida, now is everybody's boss. Thank you. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> now, Tony, you got to work on The Emperor's New Groove, which was also yeah! came out. What was your yeah. take on working on Kronk? Oh, my gosh. It, you know, it came at the best possible time in my career, too, because I had just finished up Mulan, directing on that. Uh, Mulan was really like a, a four-year journey for me, really three and a half, I guess, from the point I got onto it until the end, um, and a real roller coaster at that. And there was times where... You know, the Disney system of making animated films is very collaborative, which is great. But then the negative side to that, and there is always a negative side to everything, but the negative side is that you're stuck in meetings all the time. And it's just one after another and this grueling kind of, are we making a film or are we are we making a bakery? You don't really know. At some point, it's like the lines kind of blur. and Like, what are we talking about again? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're making a fun cartoon. Um, <laughs> and after a while, though, I just craved being at the animation desk. The animator in me just wanted to sit down and draw. So after Mulan was done... Um, I was in development for about six months, trying out new ideas and pitching them. But it was kind of a weird, quirky time where the studio was trying to kind of redirect and find what out, what it wanted to do. And I kind of raised my hand up and said, you know what, I volunteer to go back in animation for a while because I would love to do that. And um, at the time, Tom Schumacher, who was then the vice president of uh, development, said, okay, well, we got these two films if you want. I mean, Treasure Planet's over here, and you could do... I always did comedy characters, you know. There was Pumbaa and Lion Lion King and Yago and Aladdin and Cogsworth and Beauty and the Beast. So they said, well, there's this funny morph character over here on Treasure Planet, or you can go over here to Emperor's New Groove. And they had gone through all this story restructuring and stuff, but what had come out of it was this character, Kronk. And, um, And it was still early enough on both of them, Treasure Planet being a little bit more ahead, that and, you know, I could kind of clearly see what the characters were about and the animatics, the story reels. And Morph was interesting because it was this, you know, from an animation perspective, a lot of fun. He's always morphing and changing into things, a lot of, you know, shapes, variety and stuff like that. And there could be comedy in a physical way. He doesn't talk, but a lot of physical comedy. I thought that could be fun and it could expand into something. But when I heard the voice of Patrick Warburton for, for Kronk, I said... What did it sound like? He talks a little bit like this. He's got a low voice, and he says, "Oh, my spinach puffs." <laughs> I knew you wanted to do that. I was just that wasn't know, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't my best. I'm a, little, I'm a little rusty. A little rusty on my Patrick. No, but I've heard. But better. when I yeah, thank you. But when I heard the voice, I just said, "Oh man, I totally got to do that character." And that was before I really knew much about the film. But I just fell in love with that film. It was it was fun. It was lighthearted. We had very little time because they had spent so much time 
going in one direction with a different director with Sting involved and doing songs. And, and then they uh, turned it all around and went in this funny kind of Warner slash Disney slash Warner Brothers kind of take on it and brought in Kronk and a couple other characters that were more, you know, lampoonish and silly. And, um, but I loved it. It was everything that an animator loves about cartoons. You know, it's that fun, physical, silly kind of animation that, was just so fun, especially after coming off of Mulan, just to get my head around a fun, cartoony character. Um, I love spinach puffs. Awesome experience. Well, you guys remind me of Rut and Took from Brother Bear. And I know, Tom, you worked on these characters. I love Brother Bear. Yeah. we got to mention Brother Bear. Yeah. Now, was this inspiration love, from... The- well, no, I'd like to say it was, but uh, it's not. I mean, they're... Uh, the voice actors, um, who now I can't remember, Rick Moranis and Moranis and um, uh, they were two Canadian uh, comedians that had a routine that they they did, and uh, it was based off that routine. And they had even done a movie, um, uh, Strange Brew, where they did those characters. Um, I came onto that film late. I had gone to, I had left Disney uh, sometime after John Henry and, and Mulan, and I'd worked a little bit on Tarzan too. Ended up going back to Disney. Uh, right as they were in, uh, in the middle of Brother Bear, and they needed a lot of help uh, to get it done. And so, again, that was another film. I, I just worked on a little bit. I, I worked on it more than Atlantis, but um, I got put on the rut and took because uh, I was kind of known as, you know, I'd left, I'd done Mushu. I, unlike Tony, I've done a little bit of uh, dramatic characters, like I did Pocahontas and I did Young Simba, and then I also have done funny characters like Mushu. Uh, are so you I've calling done, me limited? Are you saying I'm yeah, limited in my career? It's typecast. Right. That's what you are. Uh, <laughs> I'm the funny guy. So I got on uh, Rutten Tuke, which actually is kind of in between. Drawing-wise, they were tough. I mean, that was some... Uh, it was probably They're second. big characters. To, yeah, second to Pocahontas. As far as like, a little bit more realistic drawing, the, the uh, antlers were insane but yeah uh, anyway it was fun the guys that brought bruce johnson and tony stanley were the two supervising animators of both those characters and uh yeah it was a, a good time just to come back and animate for a while do you both have a favorite celebrity interaction experience from working on a project i do i'm gonna jump in tony do it do it was it michael jackson it was michael jackson I got to say. No it. way. Uh, yeah, well, because when we were at the Disney MGM Studios, now it's called the Hollywood Studios, and we had that little animation tour there, the first, I don't know, five years, for whatever reason, it seemed like we were the hot ticket for celebrities. They would come and they'd want to see the animation tour. And better than that, they wanted to go down in the tour and actually meet people meet the animators because also that was around the time lion king was coming out and little mermaid had just come out so disney animation was hot we had like princess diana come through and uh michael jackson came through robin williams came through we had pretty much everybody james earl jones i mean yeah uh so yeah anyway the really cool one was michael jackson he came through and walked actually right by our desks and stuff and, and stopped by my desk and talked to me for a little bit and I remember saying, you should do a voice. And then he talked about, oh, he had done Captain EO. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I like that. But just, you know, we can make an animated character. Oh, and he loved it. Well, I mean, you know, one of my most memorable experiences uh, hanging out with voice actors and stuff was probably on The Lion King. Uh, A group of us, three animators, went down to New York. Uh, The voice of Timon and Pumbaa, Ernie Zabella and uh, Nathan Lane were in a Broadway revival of Guys and Dolls in New York. And... 
Ernie was so awesome. He took us backstage. And at the time, uh, Al Hirschfeld was still alive, the caricature artist that was doing all the New York Times caricatures. And he had just done a print, a lithograph print of the Lion King. I mean, sorry, of um, Guys and Dolls. And I bought that print. And Ernie was so kind. He, he brought us backstage right after the performance was done, got the whole cast to sign my, uh, my uh, lithograph that I had by Al Hirschfeld, which I still have hanging in my house to this day. And afterwards, we we went and hung out with him and Nathan Lane and, and a bunch of the performers from the show and had dinner and then went to his apartment. And, and that was a lot of fun. And dancing. And Hakuna <laughs> Matata. He's no worries. Hey, that's my scene. I, Actually, I went added, over it, though. Here's a little trivia. Yeah, yeah. I know you did. Shut up. Uh, here's a little <laughs> trivia. I, I The only scene in, in uh, Lion King that I animated Pumbaa was that one where he goes, Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. You guys are so much fun, and you have your own podcast. I want to mention it, the Bancroft Brothers Animation Podcast, which you can find on iTunes. I'm going to link it below in our show notes. What was the inspiration to start this podcast? You know, let's see. Well, we already had a Facebook page, Bancroft Brothers uh, Facebook page, and somebody said, uh, I don't know, we were coming up to, I don't know, 3,000 or 4,000 followers on that. We wanted to do something to celebrate, and somebody in the comments said, well, why don't you do a podcast? And I called Tony and I said, you know what? We should do a podcast because we are already like, we get on the phone. We don't talk about our families. We talk about animation, you know? Yeah, we love talking about animation all the time. (laughs) Disney and other places, just animation in general. So we just thought, well, why don't we just start recording that basically and and, uh, make it a podcast and we'll bring in friends from the Disney days and do interviews and and newer people too. Uh, we have interviewed people like Don Hahn and Rob Minkoff and, um, oh gosh, I mean, the list is huge. We've actually done, what, 18 to 19 episodes now and um, visual development artists, character designers, animators, producers, directors, you name it. Um, we've kind of touched the gamut. Always from our, you know, from our feature animation background. So we do have a, we do skew a little bit more towards it, it really skews more towards uh, we have a lot of followers, Tom and I, that are young students that want to be animators. You know, they're animator wannabes. They're all in school right now and and trying to figure out how do I break in? How do I get that that job and opportunity? So a lot of the people we interview and stuff will be from that. You know, it, what was it like when you were just starting out? So to give that future generation that are our fans uh, that kind of influence into hearing professionals talk about how would they break in or how did they break in and um, little pointers and tips for the future. Now I have three Disney questions. I always ask my guests, they're called the fab three. So we'll start with the Donald one. The Donald one is what Disney film would you always like to watch over and over again? Oh man. Uh, I'll jump in here and just say, I'm a huge fan of lady and the tramp. And um, I don't get tired of that. Cause I think the nine old man, the masters of animation, really poured their heart and soul into anthropomorphizing so successfully dogs into having humanistic attributes. And I just love what I love that movie. I love it for that reason. I, I might have to go with the other dog one, 101 Dalmatians. I mean, to me, that story uh, and the characters, the voices, everything about it, the animation, even the style of it uh, is Pretty darn perfect. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Um, I'm going to say Baloo the Bear because he seems like a good a good egg, you know, a, a good guy to hang out with, easy going. I think Baloo and I could, you know, hang out, get some coffee. Yeah, I don't, I'm going to go with Aladdin. I don't know. He just pops into my head and uh, he's a good guy. 
And our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Well, probably because Tom just said Aladdin, I'm thinking of, I I can show you the world. Yeah. Yes. That was, that was from Aladdin. Did I get that was, right? Okay. Yes. Is that, is that the Jasmine part? Um, close. No, that was the Aladdin. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. What about you, Tom? You got to well, sing your answer it's funny because it was just the opposite. When you said Jungle Book, I thought of Bear Necessities. So that you got to sing a little bit. Sing it. You got to sing it in. So, Bare necessities, a simple, simple Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. And I want to open this opportunity for you guys to talk to the audience and let them know what upcoming projects you guys are working on and where to find you on Facebook. Ooh, cool. Can I jump in? This is Tony. Um, Tammy, you're going to love this because I'm actually directing a CG animated feature right now, a smaller independent one, but having a ball on it. Uh, both Tom and I left Disney... Um, you know, over 10, 15 years ago, depending on who you're talking to, and um, have been independent ever since. Uh, I'm directing a film called Animal Crackers right now, and I say you're going to love this because I'm working with a lot of the Disney voices that I did before. We actually hired back um, Patrick Warburton is doing a voice. Oh, yeah, it's on. Gilbert Gottfried is doing a voice in it, and I got Harvey Firestein, (laughs) who I worked with on Mulan, and we got... um, (laughs) Um, oh gosh, that's so Raven. Uh, Raven Simone is doing a voice in it. And then we also have Danny DeVito, who's also another Disney guy. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, and, this is a great cast. Sir Ian McKellen does a voice. Uh, what and Disney jo- character was he? Meg? No, he's not. He's not. Oh. If, uh, and they could find that. Uh, if, it, if the audience wants to know more about that upcoming film, it's called Animal Crackers. There's a Facebook page that has clips and character designs. You can see some of the actors too at uh, Facebook. Go on Facebook and look up uh, the Animal Crackers movie, the Animal Crackers movie. And as for Tom and I, Tom and I have a very successful uh, daily Facebook page that people can reach us at if they want to ask questions or or just come see what we're up to these days because we try and keep it current with updating what we're doing. Um, and that's on Facebook called The Bancroft Brothers. And I'm all over, this is Tom now. I'm all over the place. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Tom Bancroft one. So follow me there. Uh, of course, Facebook uh, and uh, Tumblr and others. But um, I do a lot of drawing. Um, unlike Tony, I still draw. And so I draw <laughs> stuff and, and post it and a lot of, you know, comic geek stuff and things like that. Uh, the project I'm doing right now for the last few years, I've been the head of character design for a, a show, a Christian show for CBN. And that is called Superbook. And so that was a show that I helped develop and did, uh, directed the pilot for. And so I've been doing character design on that for about three or four years. We're in the, already in our fourth season of uh, episodes. So uh, that can be, uh, you can find it at cbn.com. And then I also do a webcomic, and it's autobiographical about my family. Uh, I have four girls and a wife, so it's kind of a guy living in, in the world of women. And it's called Outnumbered. <laughs> and, and you can find that. Uh, and I put up, I post a new one every Monday, and it's out outnumberedcomic.com. Tom and I have actually written books too. So besides podcasts and Facebook pages and and our day jobs, we've also written books that are instructional books on animation. I have one called Directing for Animation out with uh, Focal Press, and Tom has two out on character design. Creating characters with personality, and that's used at art schools all around the world. Um, and then Character Mentor is my second one. 
Again, I want to thank you both, Tom and Tony, for coming on the show. I'm very excited for your upcoming projects. It was so much fun to talk with both of you. Well, thank, thank you, Tammy. Tammy. It was a good time. Yeah, we had a good time. Thanks for having us on the Tiara show. We had our tiaras on the whole time, too. So nobody saw, but we, we did. <laughs> and your magical wands, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm king, he's queen. Swift as a coursing river With all the force of a great typhoon With all the strength of a raging fire Mysterious as the dark side of the moon This on you? This on your cow?